Good morning, good morning, and welcome to your business in digital. Super excited to be here. How are you guys doing this morning? Welcome, welcome. <laughs> Everybody good? Michael, Andrea. Good morning. Good morning. Happy hump day. Right? Happy hump day. So for those of you that are listening to us on the podcast, it is Wednesday. So <laughs> happy, happy Wednesday to everybody. Uh, super excited about today's show. It is going to be awesome, awesome, awesome. So let's kick it to the intro and let's get this party started, guys. Good morning and welcome to your business in digital at your business in digital where this is where we work with you to help you really translate all your goals to digital right we want to make sure that you're getting that money in the bank so we understand that sometimes as a small business doing digital marketing doing any of the digital activities can be time consuming and daunting and we want to help help simplify that for you and that's why we have this show that's why we bring on these amazing co-hosts uh michelle who does sales and pricing michael who talks about operations and who talks about those goals, the finances. And then, of course, I talk about marketing. So always excited to be here with you guys. Uh, let's go over the recap from last show. In the last show, what we talked about was uh, we talked about six ways that we can, or seven ways, because we're always talking about seven ways, uh, seven ways that you can advertise your small business. So we want to do that through partnerships. We want to do that through paid advertising. We want to do that through public relations, right? You also want to use search engine optimization, optimization for those keywords. You want to use community. You want to do things like a digital tour. You know, pretend like you wrote a book and go on tour. Talk to other podcasts. Talk to other people. And you also want to really start creating content and position yourself as a subject matter expert in your industry. Now, as a small business, a lot of times if you're working with an agency, uh, you have to collaborate with them. You can't do it. They can't do it all for you on their own, right? There's some things that you need to do. And in this list here, you can really tell what you can help with, right? So you can help with finding partnerships with other small businesses. You can help with, you know, getting that content out there. And you should be ready to go on a digital tour. You should be ready to go to talk to other people in your industry that may be, you know, that may actually have an audience that is your target audience. So you should be prepared to do that. It is a collaborative effort, not just the agency. Uh, so you have to do your part as well to get the best results. All right. So that's a quick recap of our conversation last last Monday, Monday passed by. Um, so, hey guys, bringing you guys back. What did you think about the show last week and any thoughts on the recap? I think it's, uh, it was a nice cap for us to just pull back and talk uh, instead of like, we're usually tack, 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 tactic. And this was in a way when we brought this last one in, I think, when telling each of our stories on one component of it, that was more not in real life, but we're here with you and we don't always get it right as well. And we have our own, you know, this is a thing for us as well as we're trying to get into it and move things forward. So I think uh, each component that we put on the table last week, our approach in a different way just showed everyone that you can do it too, that 
We are not, um, uh, while we're experts in this space, we've done this and practiced this as well. So we have a lot of live examples, uh, especially in paying and not always making an ROI and having to step back and then figure that out on our own as we're, we're doing it, but the numbers telling the story. So I thought it was a nice refresher and a cap to what we've been doing earlier in the season. Awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. I felt that it was very practical as well for persons to be able to grasp that, you know, all is not lost. You know, when you think about advertising for your business, I think sometimes people think it's just one track mind, you know, oh gosh, they immediately think social media and they just think post, post, post. But I like that we were able to give them this alternative that, yeah, no, these are these actions that not all of them are necessarily online, but they are activities that you can do to help you know, put your business name out there and just get people familiar with your with your um with your service or product. What Andrea said. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you, I'm holding back a little bit because Monday was so relevant and we'll see why when we get to the hot topic, which you know, tomorrow had a ball with me yesterday laughing and that I was so you know so into it. So Monday, great setting of the stage, exactly as Andrea said. There are different ways to, to get visibility for your business. You don't have to just run to paid advertising or just look at one strategy, seven strategies right in front of you that you can use. Absolutely. And their strategies, as Michelle said, we're using those strategies. Other businesses are using those strategies. And we will get to see that. Uh... <laughs> Wait for the hot topics, guys. It's going to be awesome, awesome. All right, so we got some we got some things that we need to get out of the way. So <laughs> connect with us. Okay, connect with us on YouTube. Follow us on YouTube. Subscribe. Set your notifications up. You definitely want to be aware when the show is up and running. If not, check us out on LinkedIn. We're at LinkedIn, at your business in digital. Uh, we're also in all the places or most of the places that podcasts are. So we're on Spotify. We're on Apple. We're on Amazon. And we are on Google. So definitely if, you know, you can't catch us live and podcast is your thing check us out in one of those places the numbers are slowly going up i'm super excited about that uh and the other thing we want you to do is we want you to take our quiz we want you to test the effectiveness of your current online presence right so you're doing a lot of marketing activities you're doing a lot of things for the business is it working is it not working so take the quiz if you are on your computer scan the qr code uh, we'll make sure we add the link to the youtube video um but definitely take the quiz and get a better understanding of where you stack up, get those baseline numbers. Um, so you can know, Hey, what do I need to do for the, for the, for the rest of the quote, for the rest of the year? How do I really achieve my business goals? Where am I? Um, and you kind of get an idea of what's working, what's not working. Um, I think this is really a helpful tool. Um, uh, take the quiz, take the quiz, take the quiz. Did I say it enough guys? Take the quiz. Oh, one more time. Take the quiz. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you should take the quiz. All right, so um, I did all my call to actions. <laughs> you did, you did. <laughs> you know, it's, it's that that muscle really kind of making sure when does it when do we do it? Shifting the time? Do we do it at the very beginning? Do we do it after we chatter for a little bit? Um, all those things are things that we are thinking about. And you know, I love to talk about marketing in motion. So this is what we're doing here. A lot of it is marketing in motion. We go back, we look at the analytics, we look at the data, and we make slight changes. Um, I get a little bit, you know, retent, you know, retentive, and I'm like, okay, here's this little change, and here's this little change, and here's this little change. <laughs> but we're having fun. <laughs> and we see the impact. 
<laughs> and we're seeing the impact. I think that's important as well too, right? As we're doing this show, we're seeing the impact. We're seeing the relevance of the content. Uh, we're seeing that people are, you know, listening, watching us on YouTube. We're seeing that we're not optimized for specific keywords. So we definitely have to do a show that's all about the results that we've seen since we started this and the growth in uh, visibility as well as the growth in um, the people that are following us and starting to listen to our content. So I'm really excited about the possibilities here. So, but I know today is going to be jam packed with a lot of stuff. So I, and I know this one is going to, this one's going to razzle, dazzle, razzle, dazzle everybody. <laughs> so I'm going to kick it over to Michael as we move into our hot topic section this morning. Um, you know, we love a good hot topic. What are we talking about this morning? <laughs> Listen, so this is story time this morning. We're talking about the billionaire brand ambassador. That's <laughs> what we're talking about. So <clears throat> I have now dubbed it this morning the billionaire brand ambassador. And here's the backstory to this. So <laughs> the Met Gala was this week. <laughs> I was like, what's going on with that? <laughs> the Met Gala was this week. And the algorithm absolutely works. So I'm on TikTok. All of a sudden, my entire feed turns to Met Gala. But guess what? The only other thing that's showing up in between Met Gala is what? Fenty Beauty, right? So I had, I found that this was such a good case, case study in terms of what we discussed right on Monday. It talked about partnership. So Fenty is partnered with L, um, LVMH, Louis Vuitton, Moet, Hennessy, right? So that's a 50-50 split. And the numbers haven't dropped yet, but... Coming up in between my feed on Monday, while at Met Gala, that whole drama was playing out. You're getting clips of Rihanna doing her makeup in her car, right? And we know that she probably has a makeup team, but she is doing it. Fenty is absolutely, like, in my mind, a brand, a brand showing up, the visibility. She doesn't need to be doing these things, but every time she does, it takes a bump. And what I wanted to highlight is going back to Super Bowl and some of the numbers that you can find on Forbes as well. Just for blotting with one of our products, and that was a three-second clip, earned Fenty 5.6 million. Now, all I'm bringing home here is that we talk about showing up for your brand all the time, especially if you're in that e-commerce space. And doing impromptu lives, she showed up at a... Yeah, oh, I love it, I love it. Yeah, let it play, let it play. She showed up at an impromptu live you know, at Ultra Beauty, all of these things, we tell small businesses, this is the way you can show up. This is where you can be present for your brand. And every time she does it, there's a balloon in sales. Searches for Fenty products went up 883%. Searches for is Fenty safe during pregnancy went up 333%. So we can see the direct correlations between these activities and sales straight to the bottom line. So I think I, you know, if there's a sound effect there tomorrow, you know, let's get around the applause because this is the billionaire brand ambassador we can learn from. You don't need to be a celebrity. You don't need, you don't need to be a celebrity. You don't need to be shaking or dancing on TikTok. But showing up for your brand makes an absolute difference. My my caveat was, you know, just to compare it, you know, have you ever seen Elon Musk? And if you have, drop it in the comments. Have you ever seen Elon Musk, you know, show up to an event in a Tesla? And I'll, I'll stop there because I know, I know we can go a long time, but I thought that, you know, watching Rihanna work from a marketing perspective has been absolutely amazing. What do you think? 
and I don't have any products. <laughs> and she's doing it. And, and if you all haven't seen, she's doing it on all fronts. On, her t on TikTok, Fenty Beauty has a post on how, by a man on how to say Fenty products in ESL, right? Mm. So she's covering all the bases. She's being inclusive. She's showing up for the brand and it's showing in the bottom line. So when we tell you, this is what, this is what you, you, you know, can push your brand forward, absolutely believe it. Because here's somebody who's at the top tier, absolutely doesn't need to be doing it herself, but shows up every single time. As I told Tamara yesterday, when you invite Rihanna to an event, you're inviting Rihanna, maybe ASAP and Fenty. So that's <laughs> the four invites you need to send out. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I love this segment and I love that Michael did the segment. He called me yesterday, right? Exactly. And I was like, we should, you, you should, we should do Fenty. Are you gonna do it? And I'm like, you know. I use Fenty, uh, but I was just like, I was like, why is he so excited? I was just, first of all, he started off by saying the Met Gala. I was just like, you know what the Met Gala is? And that's the thing, I don't. <laughs> and you, 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 you watched your, the algorithm and he just started getting really, really excited. And I was just like, you should do this hot topic. Um, and it's just one of those things where I think you're right. The conversation we had on Monday about partnerships, right. About really showing up for your brand. She does not have to do this at this point. She, they actually have a marketing agency that they work with as well too. Right. So, um, they're working with a marketing agency. They're doing digital marketing. They're doing all the things, the retargeting, great website, all the things, but here Rihanna is showing up consistently for her brand and, you know, being in that space where she's the expert using her product. I mean, it was what a million dollars in two minutes. Oh my God. <laughs> six, almost six in three seconds. And within an, and within <laughs> an hour of it being posted. Right. So, so that's, that's the kind of reaction it's having. Even yeah. when she's showing up live that those impromptu live, she showed up at, a, at, at one store and she's really connecting, building that connection with her customer base. You know, as soon as she launched out of YouTube. Now we don't run out of space. There we go. I'm digging it. I'm digging it. Talk about billionaire brand ambassadorship. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to see the sales forecasting. So it's like, okay, there's the regular sales forecasting from, you know, paid advertising, the website, all of that. And there's probably a layer, okay, how many events is Rihanna going to? At each time, <laughs> let's, you know, up the figure sure. by maybe 300%. Listen, I just love that Michael did it. I'm still shocked. I was like, oh, Michael, know all of this? No. But, um, yeah, I'm really shocked that Michael did it. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, it's Michael adds a level of um, um, depth death to their projections because they now can add this additional layer of well what if Rihanna did this 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 you know and and they could actually see money coming in from from her literally her going out there you know and I I, I love that part of it that is a whole stream by itself right you know you can't control because yeah. you said you went when she does it and but yeah showing up showing up it Clearly pays dividends. Clearly, it was the intention uh, on the simplest things for her that that are just amazing. I I was wondering if something was happening because I'm on her email list and her text list, 
So I, I, I was getting texts for, for Savage X Fenty as well as the Met Gala was going on. And then this morning I ended up, um, when I was on TikTok, guess what was in my feed as well? People were saying, Rihanna, that lipstick. And they were saying, here it is, giving the name of it, all kinds of other things along with, you know, what her intention was with that red lip or anything that she has for her brand. It was quite interesting how anything about her, her baby bump, the, the, uh, the, the, how the dress, even though it was for art's sake purpose, a dupe for it and how you can replicate it as well. So it was amazing that that woman, you know, was the intention and they know when they put her in something or you're, you're just gonna breathe, uh, you know, online, then go ahead. Let me let me give you a couple of things just to have near you. It could be way in the background as well, but we're going to make sure that it's going to uh, explode exponentially. And you're right, Michael. I'm sure that they have like even killed their stretch forecast. There's no way they're just you know below budget at this, but you know their their forecast is they're way beyond the stretch at this stage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a comment. Uh, Ayana is saying that she's not surprised her daughter and her both use Fenty products. We both love the brand represents mm -hmm. and the products are amazing. And, you know, Mike and I talked about that, mm -hmm. right? So this is a across the board brand. This is, it, it's, there's no age, right? Uh, Ayana's daughter is 17. I will tell you Ayana's age. Just know that I'm younger than her. <laughs> That's my niece, guys. I'm just joking. <laughs> um, so it, it, you, it really, everyone's kind of using the product. And it's also, it's unisex, right? So the skincare line is also a unisex product. So there are a lot of things. That we, we talked about the inclusivity. So it's really, this is one of those things where sometimes, you know, you hear people say, is it for everybody? And you're kind of like, it can't be. Your product can't be for everyone. And you're like, all of a sudden, you're like, is it for everybody? <laughs> I'm like, almost, it's almost for everybody. Ayana thought this was funny. So laughing emojis in the comments. But yeah, it's it, it might be for everyone, but well, maybe not for everyone per se, but definitely she understands the audience and she's really made it super broad. Uh, so there's a, there's a wide range of that target. So we really love that. And showing up very organically as well, right? So, I mean, well, one, for Fenty Beauty to show up while Met Gala took over the algorithm on TikTok, they had to be doing some SEO. So that's, that's important. And I want to just bring that point home. We know a lot of these celebrities have brands. They have products. And yet throughout the whole Met Gala, the only products that were coming up were Fenty. Yeah. So let's That's think about that, right? So was it was there some advertising behind the scenes that was happening? It was probably the entire approach, some SEO, some advertising, some organic. So it's just like, let's make it all work all at once because we kind of understand how to dominate a space. That's what it is. It's it's doing everything all at once. And then just the theatrics of even what she wore, how, you know, it came down. So it was very theatrical, very well, well, well thought out. So shout out to our Caribbean sister, Rihanna, if you ever want to come on the show and tell us about your digital marketing. We're super excited about that. <laughs> We're from Trinidad, but we love Barbados. <laughs> All right, so let's stop fan. <laughs> well, we saw that Michael is a fan, so we love that. 
<laughs> we love, 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 love that. All right. So we had a lot of fun. So we're moving on to, you know what we're moving on to, guys. We are moving on to our, oh, one of our favorite sex segments. We'll be on the likes. <laughs> Didn't that work? <laughs> So go beyond the likes is where we take you beyond those likes and follows to really true digital marketing, understanding results, understanding those success stories. Uh, it's our segment where we we want you to think about that digital marketing in a deeper, deeper way, right? Because you have to do, you can't just scratch the surface of it with the numbers, with anything. But today what we have is we love when we have a small business owner here. And today we have a small business owner here with us. Uh, Dana Haynes Burke is here with us and she's going to talk to us about small business success in the digital age, right? We love the voice of the business owner because it gives us so much perspective on what is going on. So bringing Miss, hold on a second. I, do I need a drum roll? I'm going to bring Dana to the stage. Da, 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 da. I don't have a drum roll in here. Hold on, but we got some applause. <laughs> Dana, welcome, welcome this morning. How are you this morning? I am well. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. 100%, 100%. So of course we needed to have you. You are always in our comments. We love that. Your comments are always spot on. Uh, so we love, love, love that. So Dana, please introduce yourself and tell the people who you are. Okay. Hi, everyone who's looking online, whether you're listening on the podcast. My name is Dana Heesberg. I'm also known as the Vision Builder. I am a vision strategist, business coach, and international speaker, and I help entrepreneurs and business owners in the Caribbean and in the Caribbean diaspora to refine their business model so that they can pay themselves more, grow their business, and finally, finally live their ideal life design. Very happy to be there. Oh, <laughs> so Andrea, you know, I had to have you on the stage first because <laughs> this is your people's. <laughs> So Andrew, talk a little bit about how you guys work together and, you know, I, I'm going to kick the first question over to you, of course, go for it. <laughs> um, so Dana and I work together. Um, I think we found each other online. I think okay. we, and then we started to communicate. And then I think you asked me to be on your show, your podcast. And from there, I think we realized that we clicked. I think we, I loved our conversation. I love that you were able to have a CEO type conversation and I was able to have a CFO type conversation. I think that's the name of your show, right? Um, the CEO conversation. Yeah. And I love that we were able to, to do that, to be able to say, okay, let's have the two heads of business talking about that. And from there, we migrated to an actual workshop, which yes. we are so very proud of. I'm so very proud of it. We successfully had this workshop last month and a month before, and it was really good. We got great feedback, and we're looking to do it again here in Trinidad. So plug for that. <laughs> Look out for that, guys. We're gonna have the we're gonna have the workshop again. But um, yeah, now we work together, and we just you know gel with each other in terms of the two types of businesses really work well. And um, yeah, that's that's our story. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I love a good story. You know what I mean? That's amazing. And it comes back to what we we talked about on Monday, right? Those partnerships, right? How are those partnerships happening? So, uh, so yeah. So, Andrea, you know what? I'm going to kick the first question over to you because we want to hear a lot from Dana. So, go for it. <laughs> All right. So, my one of my questions that I had was, so you've been a, you know, you've, you've been doing this for a while. So, tell me, 
what was what is the best money you've ever spent on a digital tool, service, or product? Um, it's going to be very simple. My scheduler as a consultant. That was the first set of money that I spent. Um, so I've been doing this for a while. I was doing it mainly offline. And then, of course, you have to get with it. So I came onto the online space. And what I determined was um, in using social media platforms to start having conversations, if someone meets me at three in the morning, they can't DM me. They're certainly not texting me. And I don't want them to. So I actually got my scheduler. I, I had gotten, I will not say the name because I'm not paid to, <laughs> I'm not being paid to promote a brand. But I started with my scheduler. That was my first set of digital integration for my business. So it really was my way of duplicating myself, getting people onto my calendar. And what I had to learn, though, I didn't know it at the beginning. I just used their templates, you know. <laughs> you schedule a call and you get your schedule for X, Y, Z at this time. It was very automated. I had to learn how to bring my voice back into it because that's important in terms of carrying people through. So that was my first level. And uh, then um, the next investment I made was into my website. Um, so I, I, I'm really, as a strategist, I keep it very simple because that's the only way I can assess as I go along. So I would say it's my scheduler first. Once I was aware that people were coming into the content that I was putting out and scheduling calls, I then needed to create another space that what is what I call my verification space, which was my website. Ooh, I love that you called it your verification space. It sounds so official. But I love it. I love it. And, yeah. and I guess, and I, and I take your point, you know, it's really where people get to confirm that you know what you're speaking about. And yeah. you know, that's yeah. one of the things that we spoke about on Monday's show, you know, being able to share your expertise and your website really is um, probably the number one place that people go after they probably look for you on social media. You know, website is another great place where they could actually just binge everything and say, okay, this person kind of knows what they're talking about. So I love that. Yeah, because what I try to do with my website, and I call it my verification space or my confirmatory space for a reason. Um, in the Caribbean, we had this mindset relating to websites that it was almost like a museum. We had a standard look. And I thought, listen, I go onto these companies' websites and I don't read two lines. <laughs> I'm not even staying for anything. So what I've done over time, and this has been honed over a few years, is ensuring that how my information is presented, if you migrate from one of my social media platforms over to my website, it encourages you to read. It, it builds my authority very quickly. Um, it's a very much an extension of my personality, particularly my personal website. I needed that to happen. So my website now is the space where, unlike social media platforms where everything goes out of order, I now have a journey that's on my website that people can go through. So even my homepage, it's very conversational. It's incredibly conversational. I remember doing an interview once and she said, I read your homepage and I was like, this is, this, this is Trinidad, guys. This is real vibes. Local TV station in Trinidad. She's like, it's real vibes. And I, that's what I wanted. I didn't want 
to have a top down. Yes, I'm an expert, but I didn't, I want you to feel as though you're speaking to a real human while you are going through my website. And that has worked well for me. Ah, that is, I'm sorry, we needed a sound effect there. Oh. <laughs> we a sound effect there. Like that is, so, she's coming, she's coming with one. <laughs> she can't find it. That one, that angels are singing. She's explaining exactly how, you know, it should be, right? Because you want people to stay on your website and you want people to, to get to know you so that by the time they get on that call with you, half the work is done. You know, and Absolutely. I love that you're saying that, you know, it's, it's, I love that you said it's an extension of you um, because, and, and you're right, in the Caribbean, we don't really see people putting out these great websites that make you want to, to read. It's usually just very blocky and very, just stating the information. Here's how to, con you know, here's our number, here's where we're located, you know, and they have this, this uh, bio of, of the business and that's it. You know, they don't really have anything that makes you want to connect with them. And you already connect with them because you know you have to maybe you already know you want the service but um, yeah. i love that you're saying that you, you know how powerful your website is i think that's really awesome we love that yeah i think it also speaks to the branding element as well too right it sounds like what you're looking for is that extension of yourself into the website so it's branding all across the board when they get to that place they know this is you they meet you first possibly on social media wherever they meet you first but as they get deeper they get to know more and more about you and i love that you talk about that customer journey and understanding that it is a journey so michelle we brought you to the stage because i'm sure you heard like four or five things where you're like oh gosh oh gosh <laughs> I love this. And, I, you know, and Dana, I appreciate her, especially she's here. She's in our community and she's participating with us and, and a supporter of us. So I, you know, I'm enjoying that she's here and that we can actually talk to her face to face. I love what you said, because you as you're going from one space to another, you're acknowledging is something we mentioned to our community here that, uh, you know, the entry into our world is not linear. They're just like you have entry, different entryways into your house. You know, there's different entryways into your business. And I, I love that you are addressing wherever their point of entry is with the no like trust factor in the way that you want them to come in. And I love what you said about verifying. You're helping them to qualify themselves in or out in the way that you want your business viewed and identifying it in a soft way that's going to let them acknowledge it, then come back to you later if at this point in time they are not good for your business. So I have one question for you, and, and I think part of it, because we here are in this space are, are, are doing both products and services, and services, they're, they're really interesting and so different than how a, a typical person sells a product and buys a product online. As you've been going through this process and the wealth of information that you've put out here, how are you, you know, if you don't mind giving us and our audience one way that you found an effective manner to sell your services online in an efficient and effective manner? I love that question. Thank you so much. It's so great to see you. <laughs> you guys. Um, okay, so I have a very segmented approach to how I do this. I'm very clear on who my customers are in different spaces. So one example is I have used for the past three years, my Instagram platform to share my business coaching and to sell my business coaching services. The primary way that I've done that is that I have been doing a once weekly live broadcast where I actually teach in the area of business strategy. Now I started this in the pandemic and in the pandemic, you know, I was starting doing it 
the way everyone did it. You know, you pop up live whenever you did <laughs> and you hope that people turned up. And then I actually got a suggestion from a very close friend of mine that I set a particular date that I will do this live broadcast. And me being the way that I am, I'm very much a teacher and I like to simplify things. I would come on for about 30 minutes and I would teach on an area of business strategy. The goal was that when you leave my space, you can go away and implement it. Now, there is a mindset that says, well, if you do that, why would they come to you? The truth is because I did that and because they got results with my free resources, they would often come to me for a consult call and book one of my coaching options. That has actually been working consistently. I'm not kidding. Consistently for the last three years. In fact, this year, I've kind of switched it up. I now do it on the first and the third Monday of every month. And the people set their calendars. I have a very vibrant Instagram community. When I did an inventory recently of my email marketing list, the truth is about 50% of my email marketing list are past clients because of that. That's not an exaggeration. It's ridiculous. No. It's I'm ridiculous. loving that. Because one of the things I think is important that you, you, you're stating and that's obvious as if anybody's touching any place that you're you're visible is while you're, you're giving to your community. You're also you also clearly have call to actions throughout yes. everything that you're doing that you're, you're pulling them in and saying, if you like this, go here. Here, here's your options and the, your funnel is obvious. It's obvious you've taken their hand, you've walked them through your home and you're introducing them to the various rooms and the places to, to help them to know you better, trust you more and pay you money. And I, I love the way that you're in, you've introduced yourself in a fashion and your, your, your personality speaks through from the moment someone enters your world. And it's really obvious that you're clear on your intention and what you have to offer to them. And again, qualifying the verification part, I thought was great, verifying them to you and you verifying that they're right for you as well. So welcome in, I'm so happy to see you. <laughs> the thing about it is, as I said, I serve entrepreneurs in the Caribbean and in the diaspora. So just to give context to that, because of that approach, I've had clients all across the Caribbean, Barbados, Grenada, St. Lucia, Jamaica, Trinidad and Tobago. It's probably the least <laughs> space that I have clients, the US, the UK, Australia. So when you talk about a connecting factor for your ideal client, I have said Caribbean, Caribbean diaspora. What's interesting is that we have diaspora people all across these spaces. And what's also interesting is that I've also had people who don't, don't meet that criteria, who've been my clients. So this goes to, to the, the thought process that many people have, that if I niche so specifically, I'm going to eliminate other options that are available to me. The truth is you don't. Because you niche so specifically, you stand out more effectively, and then you bring in anyone who is ideal for you. So that has really been working for me. And I always talk about the fact that my my page on Instagram is small compared to the, the regular people, but it's the most active community. The most active community She's speaking, I speak. What I love about, and Michael, I swear I'm going to shut up soon. <laughs> you know, this is my jam. This is my jam right here. When I, you know, she's in the space. What I love about what you're saying too is everyone's not your people. Know your people. Know your people. 
neck down to your people and the and you're still casting a very wide net but it's it's your target audience who you speak to and your conversion rates are likely better going to be better because you are talking their talk walking their walk and answering their call so i i mean i i love that you say you know no you're not me you're not for me you know but you're so for somebody else but just not my world I'm enjoying this. I'm sorry, Michael, go ahead. I'm going to go back on you. That's, that's quite all right. I, I am enjoying it just as much, Dina. Welcome. Thanks again for joining us this morning. So yeah, great stuff. I, I love the things that you're saying, the verification, your website as a verification place, um, uh, confirmation place. I like that concept. My question for you, and you kind of said it just now, right? Because when you were calling the countries and you went, Trinidad, not so much. Uh. So my, my question is this, is, you know, how important has that digital adoption been for your growth? And how important has it been for people you've worked with? And in, in that last sense, you know, has it been easy for them to get the adoption, to take that, that leap? Ah, digital has been significant. I would not be global from the Caribbean without it. And I'm just saying that outrightly, we have to be very aware of um, understanding how digital digital marketing plays into your overarching business strategy. Again, I have a very clear vision for my business. I know where I want to go. And key to that is having a digital presence. That's the only way you can build a global business. Now, having a digital space is important. However, you have to be aware of how your clients interpret this digital space. And again, let's just go back to my website. The truth is, Again, understanding the mindset of Caribbean folks, right? It takes a hot minute for them to be comfortable actually purchasing on your website. If you're from the Caribbean, you understand it. We will quickly run over to Amazon, run over to a random site that's from the U.S. quicker than you would go to a website in the Caribbean. I had that challenge. So what I had to do with my audience is that I had to teach them on how to use it. I had to build a little bit of trust with regards to safety, security on my website. So when my website was built, and I must say just to myself, I built my website myself. <laughs> we're not building the next one myself. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> But again, it's because as a strategist, it's really important for me to understand things. And then I, that's the only way I can make an informed decision. Um, but I had to really help my audience to purchase from my website. That's just the truth. So there are simple things that I started doing. I actually integrated my scheduler onto my website. So my website now became a familiar space that they were going to. So whereas, you know, you would have like your... C scheduler or your A scheduler or your H scheduler. HubSpot, I can say HubSpot because you're all are HubSpot partners. The others we're not saying, <laughs> right? Um, because they are using the schedulers, you may just use it as the link they gave you. I integrated it onto my website. So what I did is started, if you understand consumer behavior, I started to create a familiarity with them and going to my website. You are now accustomed to typing Dana Hayes book to get to the spaces that you want to go to. Then I started to integrate small products, digital products or replays on my website that they now need to go to my shop to access. I had to teach them because I understand that when you're a small website, when you're up and coming, we suddenly have security concerns. So that was my journey for that. And now I can honestly say it's wild 
Because well, now if I put out something, I have a once a year product. Only once a year I have this product. And I put it out and now I wake up to orders. That was not happening the first time <laughs> because they didn't like going on the website. They wanted to send me DMs. They wanted to bank transfers, all sorts of cutesy things. Um, but I told them, listen, guys, I've made this space for you. It's secure. This is the platform that I'm using. This is the processor. And I kind of take my audience along that journey with me. So it's been a bit of training. And this is a, a word to anyone is, who is in the Caribbean who is really trying to integrate digital marketing um, websites in particular into their, their business strategy. You have to train your audience to trust it first. And it's easier to convince the people who already know you, who already know your product to trust it. And then they become ambassadors for you going forward because they drive that traffic to you, right? Um, so that has been helpful. And then, well, we'll probably get to this. I had a whole strategy for building like organic following that took a hot minute. I wish I was you guys. The SEO thing took a hot minute, but now I have, a, I have an idea. It's time to hire somebody. <laughs> I love that you talk that. Go ahead, Mike. <laughs> I was just going to say, I, I think I was going to say the same thing you were going to say, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. But I love all the things that you're saying. You know, you're talking, you're so intentional. You're so clear on your customer in, in terms of where they, where they fall short, where they need help. Um, you raise a good point in terms of knowing the payment behavior of your customers, of your, your initial clientele, because obviously your clientele expanded beyond what you thought, you know, even though you had your well-defined. So I love how intentional you're being. I think you you absolutely answered the question that you could not have scaled this way without digital. Yeah. And I love that you just put it out there that, that, you know, at the end of the day, you have become an exporter of services from your country, right? Um, I and, am. And, and that's, that's bringing in foreign exchange into the country. So I just had to drop that little dig in there yeah. just in case anybody well, from, you know, the Ministry of Finance is watching and, you know. It's really critical, right? <laughs> it's really critical. And... Honestly, it is a largely, and again, I know this is a global audience on this show, but for those who are in the Caribbean and within the Caribbean diaspora who are listening, it is a largely ignored reality that the biggest export um, generating space from entrepreneurship or from micro business is in the civil sector, but there is no provision for it. So yes, Michael, you are absolutely correct. I now have a global business. I am now bringing in foreign business into Trinidad and Tobago because of what I do. And therefore, it's important and it's imperative that provisions be made for service providers to more easily integrate um, payment pathways for the, through their digital marketing within this region. Otherwise, you won't see the benefit. Go for it, Tamara. I, uh... <laughs> Dana, Dana, Dana. You know, I say everything three times. <laughs> Oh, Dana, I don't even know what to tell you, what to ask you. I'm just like, oh, girl, you are such a digital marketer. And I love that. I love there are a few things that are standing out for me. The fact that you're saying, hey, I had to learn all this stuff. And now when you start working with someone and paying someone to do this, you completely understand what needs to happen, how you as the owner plays into, here's how this collaboration works with a digital marketing agency. Here are the things I need to understand. Here are the things I need to ask. I'm sure you're aware of your keywords. You're aware of that target audience. You understand them so well. And, you know, just like Google taught us new behavior of search, so too can you teach your customers new behavior. And it takes time, right? So the 
fact that you are, <laughs> you're, oh, Dana, <laughs> Dana, Dana, Dana. <laughs> yep. <laughs> this is, you know, I'm like, oh, this is, this is good stuff. But all right. So my question for you is, you know, uh, how do you determine uh, the success of your marketing efforts? And then also, I want for you, I want you to share with us an, a, a situation where something just didn't work, because uh, I think that's important to to know as well too. What didn't work, and then what were some of the things that you did? So, how do you determine success? Uh, something that didn't work, and what did you do when it didn't work? Okay, so how I determine success? I am very numbers based. I'm. I don't care how I feel. I want to see numbers. So I actually spend, I have, there's a specific time of the month that I actually go and review all my numbers. So I look at my Google Analytics. That's now very much a big part of what I go and look at um, because there are things being put out on the website. Um, so I always go check my Google Analytics to see what's happening there. Interestingly enough, just as a segue, I recently started YouTube I'm building a, an entire YouTube case study out of what I've been doing there because this is a new space. I've never used it before and I didn't understand the behaviors. As I said, I'm aware of my clients, but I didn't understand the behavior. So we're building out YouTube. And what's wild is that I didn't realize that YouTube people move around your website a lot. Like mm -hmm. they're checking five, six pages on my website. I recently discovered that and I was like, mm, okay information so google is one of those spaces that i use previously i did pay a lot of attention to my social media analytics um i don't as much right now because i don't really need to particularly instagram uh i'm now using linkedin for a very specific thing so for that i honestly haven't created a process to really assess linkedin i do understand who i'm speaking to on linkedin my audience is different and I'm seeing results, but I haven't put it in a more formalized way just yet. And uh, I also pay attention. Like I go over um, my email marketing, what's coming in there and the behaviors there as well, because email marketing is something for me that I like the concept of, but I don't like vanity statistics. And what that means is I don't care to have a 10,000 list and one. <laughs> yeah, that, that is not a thing for me. So that leads me now into what didn't work. Understanding the types of freebies that are not ideal for me. I have come to realize that when it comes to certain types of businesses, at least in my space, coaching and consulting, some freebies just don't work. You don't bring in the right kind of people. So they occupy your space, but they're not ever going to turn into a client that pays or buys or opens the email when they've gotten the freebie. So I remember one time, most recently, the thing that didn't work as well as I wanted it to work is that about two years ago, I did this online because, you know, online email courses was a thing. And I had this thing out there and people were not picking up on it. People were not picking up. It's amazing, granted. Yes, the value is there. The content is fantastic. I know that it, if they were to pick it up, it would work, but it didn't. And that got me right back to my original design. Who are your clients? What do they like? What is the best way to reach out to them? So this year, I actually changed it. And I realized, okay, humans don't like to read. 
they are not going to open the email every single day to get their content. So what are you going to do? I decided that I'm now going to do a short mini training because I'm good at that, where in five minutes you have all the points you need to have to go and action something. So it's almost like the design of my Instagram lives, but now on a training that's a lead generation tool. And what I did as well is I removed the double opt-in. So I talk, spoke to my email first and I said, as soon as they come in, send them to the video because I was so clear on the copy that would have been advertising it to them. I knew that anyone who selected it, they basically, they basically self-identified that this was for me. So I'm not concerned that they're not the right audience. I also looked at where I was promoting the freebie. So I literally went into spaces that already had my audience. I went where they were. I didn't look for them to find me. So it was all of this working together. And that actually worked out perfectly because they signed up. I can see on my YouTube that they looked at the video. I can also see on the YouTube that they kept coming back because they are the only ones who can see it. So if the numbers keep jumping up, it means that they keep coming back. <laughs> so, so those are the kinds of things like in my mind, that's how I process whether something is working or not. From there, what is their next action? What have they been doing? Have they been opening my emails? Have they booked a consultation call? Yes, they have. Have they come on to a product? Yes, they have. I don't need 10 people to do that because I have a higher end product. I just need two or three people to do that. And that just bumped my income projections for this month. So those are the things that I keep in mind. So as a business owner, I don't want to talk too long. As a business owner, this is where you have to migrate out of this entrepreneur hustle mode and start slowing down, paying attention to what your details are telling you and adjust. Leverage what is already working. Stop reinventing the wheel. So goodbye course. We're going to find somewhere to sell you. <laughs> and hello, short mini training. And that has worked. So it, you have to understand your audience. You also have to understand that I am dealing with entrepreneurs and business owners who've been in business three years and onwards, right? That's who I help to scale. They're busy. They don't have time to check my email, to read an ebook, to do all of that. So I have to design it in a way that works for them. And so those are some examples. Girl. <laughs> the guru they, has spoken. They, <laughs> I, I don't even know what my question is, but I'm going to pass it over to Andrew because you are answering every question. You are saying all the right yeah. things. I want, to, I want to take you places with me and let you talk to my clients <laughs> because you are preaching the principle according to digital marketing, right? And, and your industry is different from digital marketing. So... You've re, you really understand your audience. You really understand their path. You understand what they're looking for. I mean, just even the fact that you decided in email to say, I'm removing this double opt-in because the reason why is because these people want this. These are my people. You're so specific. You're so clear. And then the fact that you see sales when you wake up in the morning, oh, girl, <laughs> girl. <laughs> I'm having too much fun. Okay, I'm here for sound effects only. Go for it, Andrea. <laughs> you, you remember um, back in the 80s, I want to be like Mike. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be like Dana. I want to be like Dana. I want, I want in, a, in a few years' time, I want to be able to say I've achieved these, these type of successes. But I mean, the story is just really amazing. And I'm really loving all the insights 
um, that you're giving to, to business owners. I mean, this is not even a teaching a teaching show today. This is just supposed to be you sharing your journey. And I think a lot of business owners are getting a lot of valuable info. And I think that's amazing. Um, what I wanted to ask, and I'm not sure if at some point maybe the question has ended up being answered the way that the competition went, but I was curious to get your perspective. You've been in this 10 years or so from when I read your, your bio and stuff. You've been an entrepreneur for 10 years, right? I haven't even reached that number yet. I'm still very new to entrepreneurship. I mean, I'm skilled in my career for more than 10 years. I have my skill, but that entrepreneurship part. Over the last 10 years, from when you started to now, explain what are the key changes or key things that you saw in terms of how your digital landscape has changed. Mm. right when you first started to know where you are 10 years is a long time a lot of stuff has happened in 10 years you know a decade tell me a bit about that how you know from when you started to how you are now how that digital landscape has changed oh wow 10 years is a long time and in digital years it feels like 15 you know because there's so many advancements when i started all we had was facebook really Facebook was the space that you used and you did what everyone else did, which was you put up a business page. You basically treated it like editorial marketing. So, you know, editorial marketing is with a magazine. You basically put out your flyers. You put out your, um, you know, what it is that you do, your list of services. And that was really the scope of it for me at the very beginning. Um, a lot of my business contact came from my offline marketing. Because, of course, word of mouth is still the most powerful tool, even if you're using it in a digital space. So I did a lot of that offline marketing. And I just, again, used my Facebook space as a confirmatory space. Um, as I transitioned in my business, what I then discovered, I started to recognize is that with this type of business that I'm in, Facebook was not the ideal space. And I'm not saying this just because of feelings. Again, I said, I look at my numbers. I look where traffic comes. Um, when you look at Facebook, at least present day, for my type of business, the bounce rate when someone visits your website on Facebook is incredibly high for service-based businesses. So what I had to do, um, as I started on Facebook, I continued, honestly, I continued for a long time with just a lot more offline marketing than online marketing. And then I decided at some point I recognized, listen, Dina, global cannot happen on the streets of Trinidad. Let's be clear, vision, strategy, goal. So if the vision is to go global, yes, you have been doing this strategic consulting for companies locally, but my friend, if you want to go global, you cannot do it beating the pavements of Trinidad. So that's when I decided to come online. Now, coming online is where I started to now pay more specific attention to where my clients are for certain things. And this is where my first inclination that Facebook was not the idle space came. Because again, I was doing the teaching. Again, I was putting out the information and you were getting the likes. Oh, vibes. Everybody's liking. Oh, you're doing amazing. And nobody was booking anything. So I said, okay, let's, let's reconfigure this. Persons were talking about Facebook groups. Again, I was very clear about where I am and what I wanted my business operations to look like. And Home Guild did not have time to be managing a Facebook group. I tried it once and I said, mm -mm, not for me. 
So I said, what can I then do to create this, this community, but not have to do this Facebook group, this exclusivity. And that was my agenda when I came over to Instagram. I said, you know what I'm going to do? I am going to turn my Instagram page into a group. Basically, we're going to have an Instagram page, but people are going to feel such a sense of belongingness to this space. They will keep on turning up here. And that was my agenda with Instagram. Instagram is a space where I get my business coaching clients. I'm very clear. That's my ideal client there. That's my business coaching space. Then eventually over the 10 years, you know, because I'm not like Tamara. I can't do more than one at a time. I had to do this thing one step at a time, one step at a time, get there. I then moved over to LinkedIn because LinkedIn was now where I was going to get back all my consultancy and speaking. So if you look for me in certain spaces, there is a universality in that you know it's me, but there are, there are very distinct audiences that I speak to in both different both spaces. And so therefore, they come in at different parts of the funnel for different services. So all of my services are high-end, but then some are higher, high-end. <laughs> so LinkedIn is... LinkedIn is where there are certain things like my speaking, my consulting, my corporate training comes really from my LinkedIn. My Instagram, I don't bombard them with that. I deal with their problems of running their business. And every now and again, they're like, hey, I spoke here. And, you know, sometimes I get speaking jobs from there, but not really. On my LinkedIn, I know who my audience is. It's my speaker bookers. It's my corporate clients. They are there. And that's where I get those jobs from. So I'm very clear on that. That is, was literally me taking my offline strategy and bringing it online because I had the same approach. I didn't send um, small business owners training proposals, and I didn't send companies um, coaching proposals for small business. I had a very clear approach for both areas offline. So I do the same thing online. An important caveat is that I did not stop offline either. I'm just more targeted, more focused about my offline approach. And again, I use my digital spaces as confirmatory spaces. So when you meet me offline and you're like, oh, she's amazing. And then you go on to my online, you're like, really, she is amazing. And then you're like, come, come work with me. <laughs> That's basically... Yeah, oh. that 10 years, Andrea. That's the 10 years. That's the 10 years. Wow. I, I wow. Love yeah I, I just love how you've moved through the different platforms and being very specific about um who is who, who is what's on the platform and who you're speaking to on the platform because that's something if i am struggling with as well who am i really speaking to on these different platforms trying to figure out you know who is this ideal person that i need to be speaking to and where can they be found because you're right you know if you're, if you're in a space where a certain person is and you're not speaking their language they're going to leave you know and and the way that this landscape has changed there's an app for that <laughs> there's an app for everybody there's you know and there's a place for everybody there are people who feel more comfortable on facebook versus instagram there are people who don't like linkedin you know don't feel comfortable on linkedin at all so you wouldn't find them on linkedin there i find it so amazing that there are some people on their facebook and or even their instagram they may be very active great page when you look for them on LinkedIn, it's crickets. Crickets. Their profile is there. Their contact number is there, but it's crickets. And I'm like, wow. How is, you know, but I love how you have been able to ride the wave of the decade and be able to say, well, you know, this is where 
um, this is where I want to spend my time because you're being very intentional. So yeah. I love that journey. I love that decade journey. So tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, whew, Dana, Dana, Dana. <laughs> so happy about this. And the journey has been awesome. And what I love is the confidence that comes from the journey and knowing the numbers, right? Because that's what I hear more than anything else. You're super confident because you understand your target audience and you are using that information to drive revenue and drive business. I don't know that you would have been this confident had you not been able to drive the business and be successful. So I appreciate the swag. <laughs> swag. I love that swag. I loved it. I loved it. I loved, you know, if this, you know, Tam, we're going to cover this in a couple of weeks, but what she said here, you know, as we're, we're, we're coming to the top of the hour where we are here now is that she, she says, I have multiple target audiences and I understand their personas are very different. And yes, I do have multiple price points, but my higher end people are here and I'm going to speak my language in the space they're in and draw them into me. But I, you know, the two shall never meet. It's almost not church and state, but quite close to it. But they're very different. And I'm enjoying that she, you've brought us full circle in that it. it I've been in these streets for a minute. I understand what's going on here. It has not been a linear path for us, for my business. And I've navigated and moved along. And as digital has evolved, so have I. And my personally and in my business and my clientele. And if this was not a master's class in how to do it, I don't know, you know, if we could have found, you know, in this moment for what our audience needs and what we're, we're, the message we're trying to deliver. I thank you for coming into our space and, and blessing us this morning with all of this information. It has been phenomenal. I, 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 it has been great. Thank you, Dana. It's great to have you in our space. And hello, um, YBID community. Listen, go back to the replay, go back into all of the spaces that we're in, find her, look at her, listen to her. She's in and please just follow her because you'll learn quite a lot. Quite Absolutely. A lot. <laughs> Dana, Dana. Mm -hmm. what, are your, what are your, if you had to give a small business owner two tips, <laughs> what will your two tips be? Okay, so my tip, my first tip is go where your client is especially when it comes to social media. I, I, it really doesn't matter what you like, go where your client is. And secondly, is to get help. Um, you don't know what you don't know. I was able to immerse myself in spaces that I learned. Um, but if you are unable to do that for yourself, then ensure that you get some sort of assistance to help you. Either get assistance to help you understand what you're building, but if you're clear on what you're building, get assistance to help you to get the impact that you're looking for so you can funnel your right clients in. So those are my two bits of advice. Go where your clients are, especially on social media. Go where they are, not where you like. And secondly, get help if you need it. It's no, there is no benefit to you struggling alone. Dana, this was awesome this morning. You are just so dynamic. Uh, I love everything you had to say. I felt like you were teaching a digital marketing class and I love that too. <laughs> Kudos to you. You sure can teach a digital marketing strategy class. <laughs> we really appreciate that. And, you know, tell people where they can connect with you. We got your website up here. Tell people how yeah. they can, where they can connect with you. 
So you can connect with me on my website, dinahaysburg.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at thevisionbuilder.co or on, on LinkedIn at Dana Haysburg, The Vision Builder. So those are the spaces that you are going to get information to support you in building your business. And also, if you need me to come in and do anything, I'm there as well. So. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Dana, this was an awesome, awesome show. I mean, more applause. We got to have you back. You must come back. <laughs> and kudos to you guys on this show. The reason that I turn up is that I like spaces that add value that people can go away and do stuff with. Um, you know, social media can be a fluffy zone. I'm a no fluff zone. So any other space that's a no fluff zone and you people can actually receive valuable content um, that can help them to make a better decision this week. I love and therefore I really do love what you guys are doing. Keep going at it. And I'm really wishing you all the best as you continue to grow and continue to impact. And I look forward to doing this with you guys again. Amazing. Thank you. You got me blushing over here a little bit. <laughs> I appreciate that from you. But thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. We will have you back to the show. So we will talk to you very soon. Thank you, Dana. Take it easy. <laughs> Bye. Oh, man, guys. What? <laughs> See, what? What? <laughs> Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Michael and Fenty. <laughs> A round of applause for that. And then Dana. Oh my goodness. Dana was on fire today. This was such a good show. We had such a good time. Guys, this is what we do here at Your Business in Digital. We bring small businesses so you can hear their journeys, right? You heard her journey. She has a customer journey. She's taught her audience new things. She's taught them how to find her, how to connect. She's expanded her business. She's scaled her business. She's leveraging partnerships. I mean, everything that we talk about as a small business owner, these are the things that you need to be doing. So if you are a CEO, CMO, CFO, these are the things that you need to be thinking about uh, to really understand that digital space so you can effectively scale your business. And this is what we bring to you here at Your Business and Digital Team. I am, I mean, I don't even know. I'm just like, this was such a good show. I had so much fun. <laughs> it's, it's hard to believe that her core business isn't marketing. I'm like, should we hire her for a digital marketer? <laughs> it's like, do you take on special digital marketing projects, right? It's, it's really hard to believe, but you get to that level of expertise when you are when you when you understand your vision, your goal, and your plans, right? And I think that's what you really hear. That's really clear. She understands that, and she understands that target audience. And so she's talking to them the way they need to be spoken to. She's she's giving them what they need so that they come to her. So it's that oh, it's it's that line you know that we talk about. So final thoughts, guys, because we got to get out of here. <laughs> Awesome, awesome, awesome. And, you know, I think she really dropped some serious bombs there. You know, there were so many moments of just pure gold. And I loved the great sound bites. I think you have fun editing this um, editing this show today. I think she had a lot of good sound bites. But um, more than that, I really think she spoke to our community about this is what it takes. And this is a real life experience. The ups, the downs, the changes. Um, because again, like Michelle said, it's not a linear, um, it's not a linear journey, but definitely um, it's very, it's a manageable journey. If you, if you are, if you are very clear on what your goal is, I think that's the number one takeaway. But at least for me, Dana is so very clear on her, on her, on her goal. It is not funny. Like when I speak with her and stuff offline and stuff, she's always extremely, extremely clear. 
So I think if, you know, my takeaway from that is what is that goal and make sure it is extremely clear. Mine is really quick. Is she, you know, the, the sales girl loves me. You love this in this, in that ver her, her word was verification, qualify in and qualify out in a professional, sustainable, relatable way. Invite them in and now let them invite themselves out. So it's, it, it, it makes sense. I enjoy today. This is utterly unbelievable. Yeah. Be intentional with your marketing. That's it. Be intentional and go by the numbers. There's no feelings involved. There's no feeling no strategy feeling. there. No feeling strategy. We love when there's no feeling. So, all right. So <laughs> it's almost time for us to get out of here, but we want to make sure that you connect with us. Connect with us on YouTube. Connect with us on LinkedIn. Connect with us on Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon. But most of all, tell a small business owner about this. Share this with a small business, right? Share it with a CMO. Share it with a CFO. Share it with a CEO. Uh, we want them to help. Th we want to help them connect the dots to their business in digital. That's why the show is named Your Business in Digital, right? We understand that that transition isn't easy, and we want to help you achieve those business goals, those metrics that you're tied to. You sit in those meetings and you talk about those goals, those metrics. We want to help you get to that space of achieving those business goals. So definitely subscribe or listen to the show. Uh, the other thing we want you to do is we want you to take the quiz. Test the impact of your online presence. Is it working for you? Is it really driving you the things that it should be driving you? Because I guarantee that you're spending a lot of money investing in those digital assets and you're probably not leveraging them to the full extent to really achieve those business goals. So take the quiz and it will tell you exactly where you are and give you some ideas of some things you can do to move forward. So, so glad that you guys were able to join us. Team, this was an amazing, amazing show. One more round of applause for Dana. <laughs> <laughs> and we will see you guys here next Monday as we do our next show. You know, we're here every Monday and every Wednesday talking about your business in digital. Have an amazing day, guys. Take it easy. Bye. Bye.